the podcasts of any. The Thousand Ways of Water. Water is an element fundamental to life, but it is becoming increasingly precious. Although our planet is always able to find new ways to reveal and regenerate this element, water has become increasingly scarce in recent times due to the excessive exploitation of man. In this new episode of Eni's podcasts, dedicated to the thousand ways of water, we are going to find out what we can really do to preserve what lies at the origin of our life. The topic is well known. The planet is grappling with one of the most dramatic phenomena in human history, global warming. It is not just about the increase in average temperatures, but the consequences this has on meteorological conditions, which in turn change the morphology and characteristics of the land. A recent ESTAD study tells us that 60% of the major ecosystems on the planet are already degraded or exploited in an unsustainable way. 60%. Have you got that? It's like imagining that from a one and a half liter bottle of water, we can only use half a liter. Some areas are inevitably desertificating. No plants, no animals, no life. Others, on the other hand, are moving towards tropicalization. That is, they are increasingly subject to alluvial phenomena with the consequences that we can imagine. The issue of the availability of fresh water, which represents only 3.5% of the water available on the planet, will play an increasingly important role in the near future. This is why the United Nations 2030 Agenda has included safe access to water resources among the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. There is no doubt the topic is dramatically relevant. The ESTAD study that we have already mentioned declares that, at the rate we are going and without drastic human intervention, by 2050 we will need the equivalent of the resources of more than two planets. So let's see, water isn't just for quenching your thirst or washing. It is essential for agriculture, livestock and industry. These are all activities in which in Italy we are champions. Too bad that we treat water as if it were an inexhaustible resource. Unfortunately, water, the clear transparent water that enchants us when we see it in a mountain lake, is less and less available. Let's try to better understand the importance of water in various production sectors. Let's start with agriculture. The theme of water management has always been of great importance. The issue of water saving is extremely serious. Every sector must do everything possible using all the tools it has available from genetics to distribution up to systems with which to decide when and how much water to give. Certainly, the distribution of farming in various areas takes needs and availability into account. Tomato cultivation is linked to availability and the areas where we grow tomatoes are areas that have good quality water. The tomato is demanding from the water point of view and we do everything to reduce the water footprint of this cultivation. The first step was to take stock and understand where we were in terms of water consumption. 
Together with the WWF, we developed a project knowing the water footprint of the tomato. After that, we identified the measures we could take and set ourselves objectives. The tools we adopted were being aimed at measuring something that is not always evident, or rather, the availability of water in the soil, and examining the plants to determine their level of stress. We used probes, through which to define intervention thresholds to prevent the plant from going into stress. Ugo Poruk is an agronomist and an expert in innovative irrigation techniques. He is head of the agricultural service of the Muti company and he tells us what technologies are applied to get to know plants better and optimize this resource for them. The most recent is an original method that allows you to directly examine the plant to determine its state of well-being with respect to the availability of water. It is a thread with the particular characteristics that can detect the water flow inside the plant and tell us in advance what the availability of water is. The first tests have confirmed that during the night, when the plant is not active with the photosynthesis, the flow of water stops and then resumes during the day. So, in stressful conditions with high temperatures, the plant stops the flow of water. Even if agriculture is 7,000 years old and was born with the use of water, we still don't know enough. We welcome research institutes that work on this vital resource with open arms. Water is the fundamental component for photosynthesis. We need light. We need plants that are the engine. But the fuel is water. Very interesting. So let's say that the optimization of virgin water resources is the first goal we can set ourselves to make water consumption sustainable. Saving resources is not the only area in which we can make an effort. Another course of action is to apply all available technology in reusing urban and industrial water. Have you ever wondered where the water that we use daily in our homes, restaurants, bars and car washes ends up? The basic theme is, how can we reuse all this water that we use to make us and our cars beautiful? Reusing water from alternative sources allows us to guarantee greater availability for industry and agriculture, saving drinking water. But it takes technology and research to clean used water. Regarding this, we asked Professor Loreto, member of the JRA-NECNR Operational Committee, at what point research is in this area. This is a very broad topic and depending on the type of water, it is necessary to see what type of treatment to use to make this water available for agriculture. This is a well-known issue throughout the world. We are not inventing anything new, but today, we have tools that we did not have in the past to extract the harmful components from the water and make it useful for agriculture. For example, in Israel, which has always had more problems than us as regards the use of water, not only in agriculture but also for domestic use, about 40% of agricultural water is actually unconventional water. That is, low-quality water, brackish, saline waste water, and so on. 
So far, we have talked about the recovery of wastewater from urban areas. The third area of intervention is to preserve water resources near the coast. The really important thing is the drainage of the aquifers and therefore the risk that these aquifers in turn become polluted with the rise of brackish or saline water. Therefore, the famous wedge of salt water that increasingly forces its way in as the fresh water springs are seized and tapped and therefore no longer offer resistance. Practically, the two streams that previously compensated each other are now no longer doing so and the salt water enters and pollutes the freshwater aquifers. In this case too, we therefore find ourselves with low-quality water and we need to find systems to use this water. Now we can refer to the three fronts that we have noted in our virtual notebook. First, saving of pure water resources. Second, reuse of urban water resources. Third, conservation of coastal water resources. All fields of investigation carried out in a single research center, which stems from a larger project initiated in 2018 to promote a wider and sustainable development in Italy and the world through the collaboration of four research centers in Campania, Basilicata, Sicily and Puglia. Professor Loreto, I would like to ask for some more information on how these centers interact with each other. First of all, there are, as you know, four research centers and they are all in the south of Italy occupying themselves with nuclear fusion in Gela, water in Metaponto, the Arctic in Lecce and finally in Portici there is the one dealing with agriculture. Obviously, we have a very close contact and relationship with the agricultural one, as you can well understand. Water obviously acts as an intermediary in all this. The common work with the other two centers is less important. I would say that the geological work is very important with the Arctic, because although we haven't talked much about this until now, one of the three important research themes of the water centers also concerns geology. That is, the introspection of the water to try to understand precisely how to collect and use water from different sources in an ecologically and environmentally correct way. That is, without causing problems and using it efficiently. The NECNR Aqua di Metabonto Research Center, where Professor Loretta works, is named after the ancestor of all scientists, Hypatia of Alexandria. It is a project that combines several advantages. On the one hand, it represents real help for the planet with the contribution of a very high level of research. On the other, given that it is located in Metaponto, there is also a commitment to the development of an area of our country that certainly needs skill enhancement and agents of change. Already a first response to those who say that nothing is being done about the changes that are upsetting the planet due to human development. Of course, each of us can make a small but important contribution even simply by acquiring the awareness that seeing pure, controlled, safe and pleasant water flowing from our taps is still a daily miracle. Oh yes, even turning off the taps while brushing your teeth can help, but let's face it, together we can do much more. We stop here. See you again for the next episode of Emmy's Podcasts.
You have been listening to Ennis Podcast, produced and adapted for radio by Cast4. Download the complete collection from the site any.com.